Welcome one, welcome all, but more than anything, welcome back to the Streetcast podcast. I'm Digit, and this week's episode is going to be about Google, Discord, and some sniper rifles, and maybe a little bit of cyberpunk. We'll throw some of that in there, too. But let's get right into the tech news for this week. Again, I'm on the road. This is my last week with this crappy audio from an Arctic 7 headset. Starting next week, we'll be back and bound with the good equipment and this crisp-sounding podcast. But thanks for sticking around this long. So one more week of it, and we'll be back to it. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about Discord first thing. Discord, I had a crazy rant on it a couple months ago about how it's gamer, quote-unquote gamer-esque personality, and some of the quirkiness of the app was hurting it in the long run from COVID, from everyone wanting to use the application for everyday use, and the quirkiness of it was just pushing people away who weren't in that clique of kind of gamer-esque people. They've changed it. They've adopted a new persona in a way and they're getting rid of a lot of that stuff that was making people a little uneasy on it and because of among us discord has been downloaded a record amount over the past couple of months we've seen let's take a look here 21.5 percent of all discord downloads coming from august 1st of this year 18.8% 18.8% of down, of Among Us downloads and 21% of all Discord downloads of all time were this year, starting August 1st. That is crazy for an application. As big as Discord already was, the rise in Among Us, the game along with Discord, has been absolutely codependent on each other and have skyrocketed the downloads of both applications. Crazy to see. We talked about Among Us last week. Congratulations for them for being great. Congratulations for Discord for changing their persona, being more open to everybody, and being less weird and quirky so that people feel more comfortable on the application. Congrats to them. So Discord rising up. Let's talk about Cyberpunk next up. This one I have a bit of a problem with. So what we've seen is that Cyberpunk 27.7 is going to launch, I believe in November. Yeah, November 19th is when the game is going to launch. Everyone's excited for it. Everybody's going to play it. And what the developer said, CD Projekt Red, is that they want to avoid crunch. They want to avoid pushing their workers to a point of just unneeded stress and an improper work-life balance. They want to avoid that as much as possible. We've seen that on Fortnite and a lot of other games that have crazy update schedules. And we've seen companies like Riot and CD Projekt Red come out and speak against it for you know workers' rights and workers' lives and stuff like that. Well, it came out the other day that CD Projekt Red is asking their workers to work six-day weeks in crunch until launch of this game. And people are all up in arms about it. And I just want to say this. I get it. I get that crunch is bad. I get that game developers are pushed and they happen in the past. And I'm glad that light is being brought up to that subject. But, but, while life shouldn't always be like that, and you should, employers should try and make sure that their employees have a proper work-life balance and aren't being absolutely abused in the workplace when it comes to the amount of time they have to spend there. I really do feel like a company that has 
said out loud, hey, we're going to try and not crunch for this game. We're going to try and give our workers plenty of time, blah, 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 and said, hey, we're launching in November. It's a month away. We need everybody to really crunch down and work on it for the next month. I feel like that's okay. I don't feel like that's as big as a deal as a lot of these game reporters are making it out to be. It happens all the time. People get into a steady schedule. They get their work done. But right before a project has to come out, you have to make sure everything is right. You have to double and triple check everything. And I get it. It's a miracle that they haven't been crunching since January, okay? Since the initial game was supposed to come out, it's it's a miracle. I understand why it's happening now. So I, if you hear about crunch on 2077, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that they've treated their employees correctly and given them enough time. I just feel like now is when everyone's... It's the oh shit part of the project where you have to get things done and they have to be done right so that you can test it all. And I get it. I don't think it should be that much of a backlash. So there's to that. Apparently they're crunching, but the game will still come out in November. I get it. Let's play the game. I'm excited to get my hands on it still. And it does not impact my view of CD Projekt Red at all. Next. Now, everybody loves their snipers in video games, and the sniper in Valorant it has been of a major discussion lately because it just got nerfed a lot. So if you don't know, a lot like CSGO, Valorant has an in-game quote-unquote economy to where you can't just walk into every round with the best guns in the game and stuff like that. You have to correctly save and use your game's economy so that you can have the equipment you need on the round you need it. What they just did was increase the cost of the sniper rifle so that so that characters like Jet, who have a lot of movement and other abilities who could peek corners quickly, get a shot and jump back, so that it's easier to it's excuse me, so that it's harder to get for them. And I get it, right? You've Jet was the primary problem. She could shoot someone, dart away, and barely get hit. And now it's a 5v4 instead of a 5v5. Here's my thing. Snipers, that's a, that's the sniper rifle. Okay? That's going to happen. You're going to get things like that in a game that is character-based where everyone has different abilities. Certain guns are going to fit the certain play styles of characters better. Period. The end. And a sniper rifle that's a one-shot kill, it's always always going to be quote-unquote OP in certain situations. So what do they do? They increase the price of an in-game from 4,500 to 5,000. It does less leg damage and fires a little bit slower. And I think movement is slower on it too when you're scoped in or maybe when you're just walking around. It, it, they did tweak it minorly and I think it was just to appease a lot of people. Because the CSGO slash Valorant pros can be pretty toxic when it comes to what they want in the game. Just because they're all the competitive types who do nothing else, really. And uh, I don't know. I stand that snipers should be OP. But making it that much more expensive in the game when your cap is your economy cap for how much money you can have is that much closer to it. I don't like it. It seems like they just did it to appease a little small group of players that were being extremely loud. I didn't think there was a major problem. Sniper rifles are supposed to be strong and difficult to handle. So 
Snipers in games, love them. I always love to use snipers, but it does seem that in a lot of these tax shooters, snipers are the bane of some players' existence, even though that's the purpose of it. So there's that. Moving on, let's talk about Google. Google had a recent event where they announced some new hardware, some software, some good stuff there. Two major announcements that they made. They announced Google TV. If you're familiar with the Chromecast, it's the new generation of the Chromecast. It now comes with a remote and a new op OS, new operating system. I don't know how to feel about it. Roku, Roku Sticks, Amazon Fire Sticks, even Chromecast, they sell extremely well. But it makes me question how much longer they'll sell because it seems like every TV out there right now that's new and even five, I, I'd str I'm stretching on five. I'd say maybe five. We'll go with five. Five to now, five years old to now, all have smart TV capabilities. So it doesn't seem like a lot of these TVs, a, a lot of these products like Fire Sticks, Roku Sticks, all that are needed on smart TVs because they already have that feature built in. So uh, the and Google TV with the remote and the Chromecast and all that, I think it's really cool for TVs that don't already have smart features built in. And maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's certain streaming platforms that are available on Google TV that aren't available on Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And some people want all of it, so they just buy a small $15 streaming stick and plug in when they want to watch a certain show. I don't know. I just I question the utility of another streaming stick when TVs seem to be the market right now, or at least are going to take over the market in the next five or how many years once everyone has been upgraded to a latest generation or a smart TV. But outside of that, that's a whole different conversation. They also announced the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4a 5G, both 5G compatible. And this is where it gets interesting. The Pixel 5 is the new update of the Pixel. I plan on picking it up as long as it's not a really crappy phone. It is their flagship, but it's not exactly a flagship. When you think of flagship, you think the new iPhone, the new Samsung. Google specifically said that the Pixel 5 was designed prior to COVID for an economic turndown because Google's economists predicted the economy would be in a downturn at this point in 2020. They didn't predict COVID by no means, but they did predict that people would be spending less money. So they didn't go for a $1,000 phone. I believe it's running for $700. Yep, $700. It has more features, the wireless charging, the splash resistance, and all that good stuff. But they didn't decide to put the crazy processor in it. They didn't go nuts on the latest tech. They said this is going to be designed for an economic downturn and made it a $700 phone. And I respect that because I think that's a great market for people who want a clean operating system like me, but don't want to bite the bullet on a $1,000 or $1,200 phone. I just, ugh. So that fits right where I like to see for a good quality phone that's going to last me three, four years like the Pixel 2 or the Pixel 2 has. And I just think that's insane that a major corporation like Google has said this specific product that is usually our flagship phone is designed for an economic downturn that we've kind of experienced but not yet fully realized just yet. Super interested to see if their prediction comes to light. If not, how successful will the 5G be? Will people, or the 5, Pixel 5 be? Because if we 
turn out to not be in an economic downturn, will the phone still sell well? It is in that weird medium. Be- it is. It is in the weird medium between a budget phone and a high-end phone. So will people look at it as just a knockoff high-end or an overpriced budget? Super interested to see how it sells. I do hope they continue making pixels. There has been some rumors that they might stop, but I I really do hope they continue making them. I think they're the cleanest OS on Android. And for a guy who originally had an iPhone way back when and moved over to the Android people, just because I'm on the Google environment, it's a clean OS, and I really want that on my phone. It's important to me. So I hope they continue making them. And I hope the five Pixel 5 is successful. For all of you who th- that are uh, uh, Smash Bros. fans, can you believe it? The next Smash Bros. character is none other than Steve from Minecraft. What? That's crazy, man. I mean, I never thought it would happen. I know there were rumors on the latest release that it was going to happen, but it actually happening is crazy. And I think the reason is that a lot of the game uh, characters on Smash Bros. are the classic video game characters, a lot of which I don't even recognize. I mean, I played the N64 as a kid, and I Banjo-Kazooie, those guys I... I have familiarity with, but a lot of the Transylvania guys, a lot of the, excuse me, Castlevania guys don't recognize. Of course, I recognize the Nintendo characters, but a lot of the other ones I'm just unfamiliar with. So it's really cool to see that they're expanding to modern day with Banjo-Kazooie and now Steve from Minecraft. And there's a lot of cool touches in there. So for example, when Jigglypuff puts Steve to sleep, he goes into bed. And when Kirby swallows him. Kirby turns into a square. It's super cool. So, shout out to uh, Smash Bros. That's I really dig that. <laughs> All right, next up, I want to talk about Microsoft again. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Microsoft buying Bethesda. Right now, we're seeing hints that Microsoft is also considering acquiring Bungie. Holy cow, wouldn't that be nuts? Bungie back under Microsoft? What? So we might see a massive change. We might see Destiny going back. You know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about how Halo and Destiny, kind of that matchup. Halo is no longer a launch title on the new Xbox, but Destiny is. That's nuts. Microsoft has been on a buying spree when it comes to game developers. They did buy Bethesda, which was a crazy, crazy purchase. If they bought Bungie, they would be on track to be the biggest name in gaming. Microsoft, it, Sony would have extreme difficulty, extreme difficulty competing if such a merger were to take place. Well, it is rumors right now. Be on the lookout for Microsoft purchases because they are buying up companies left and right, Bethesda being the biggest. If they did buy a Bungie, I would be interested to compare those numbers between Bethesda and uh, a Bungie purchase, but that would be super interesting. So with that, everybody, that wraps up this week's tech news. Holy cow, what a week it's been. I want to give a huge shout out to everyone that's listened and listened this far. We've hit 100 views on our podcast sites, Spotify, Apple, all of it. We've hit a, over 100 views. I believe we're sitting at 116 right now. Yep, 116. And on the YouTube channel, we're doing good there. I, My goal is to try and get five views on every video. Our latest one got four. 
that's okay. The one before that got 29, so we'll count that as good. I want to thank everyone for watching, everyone for listening. If you want to check out gameplay alongside this discussion, you can check out my channel. That is India Mike. I'm underscore digit. Or you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen. Spotify being the biggest. Still trying to get on Apple. But if you want to check it out, it's the Streetcast podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening again. I had fun making this. I hope you had fun listening. Next week's audio quality will be much better. And thanks for sticking around while it wasn't that great. Y'all have a great week. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.